Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Hey, Rachel, are you there? Hello, are you there, Rachel? I'm here. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, this is bizarre. Did it play a promo? So it said I heard the introduction, and then I heard you. I was trying not to talk because I I know it's, like, on now. Um, I heard you, and then um, when I said something, (laughs) Some guy said unmuted, and so now you can hear me. So I think, fingers crossed, we're good. I have no idea if we are recording this right now or not. So, well, I, so I, heard, anyway. I heard the introduction. Oh, okay. Well, I'm doing this through my phone now because apparently I have no idea what's going on with this switchboard. It is beyond me. Anyways, everyone who's listening, welcome to Death Lesson Broadcast, always interesting here at my studio. We never know what's going on. Um, so anyways, with us today, we have an amazing guest, uh, Rachel Mulherin, here with us, and she is an amazing jewelry designer who oh, I'm actually you. a huge fan of and own my own very own piece because I'm obsessed with it. So let me just fill in our listeners about what you do and everything. Owner and designer and creative director of her own brand, the up-and-coming jewelry brand based in Baltimore, Maryland. A few years back, Rachel took a leap of faith and turned her hobby into her business. RM is known for seasonless statement pieces that are the perfect mix of earthy and glamorous. Each and every piece is uniquely beautiful with a bohemian, glam vibe. RM specializes in geode statement earrings for weddings, events, and everyday life. Accomplishments include, and this is where it gets super fun, New York Fashion Week, two personally branded Holy Glam events. Um, She's also been featured in Elle, Le Official, Nylon, Red Book, 17, People Style, New York Magazine, and a shoot with the cast of Power and some other entertainment goodies. Features in the Baltimore Sun, Baltimore Magazine, Baltimore Bride, Baltimore Style, and celebrities (laughs) that have worn RM are Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Alicia Keys, Kiki Palmer, and Layla Lorenz. So tell us, Rachel, how you're doing today, where are you, and what's going on? So I'm wonderful today. You might laugh, but I'm currently, um, I'm actually in bed only because it's quiet in here and Scott and I both work from home now. And so um, I put like, do not disturb up. And so we are coming to you from my bedroom today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so True I fashion. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, that's kind of the dream. So Rachel just recently went full time with, her jewelry and her brand, which is really a lot of fun because I've been following Rachel. I saw her in, a, in one of the features in, I think, one of the Baltimore magazines. 
and mm-hmm. started following her Instagram, and I sent her a message just saying, like, you know, and this was a few years ago now, so it was before even you hyped it up a little bit about, like, just kind of seeing what you were doing and acknowledging it because I think it's really neat when you see another artist and you can see how much work and effort they're putting into, like, all of their artistry, meaning – you know, their physicality, their branding, also their craft. And Rachel does that extremely well. So I definitely want to talk about that. So tell us how that began for you. And then well, give off, us like a story. Well, you're welcome. I kind of, well, I mean, Rachel knows that I'm a huge fan because I send her like love notes on her Instagram stories all the time. <laughs> I'm like, I love that, love that. So it's like no surprise. But so tell us how this all came to be. Give us like the short synopsis, basically. Okay. So short version, um, jewelry has been a hobby um, of mine for about 10 years. Obviously now it is not a hobby at all. There's no... Um, there's nothing like relaxing. I won't say there's nothing enjoyable because I love making stuff, but this is like my livelihood now. Um, I don't yeah, know I that, that when I was, right. When I was little, um, as a child, jewelry was not my thing. Um, I played soccer for years. I was definitely very much into fashion and like totally mesmerized by um, all the fashion magazines. I had like a stack, um, which is funny. I don't get them anymore, but um and I took like interior design classes, fashion classes in high school. When I was younger, um, the I was kind of teased by my family for always being so bossy, which I think now I'm not shocked that this is where I am. I remember um, putting on like we were going to be Spice Girls for Halloween, and I remember getting um, a little girl's yearbook so that I could cast the other members of the Spice Girls for Halloween. That way, you were like the part. Totally. Yes. We went as I remember doing something like that similar with my girlfriends for Halloween at school. We couldn't figure out what to do. And I was like, you know, sitting around the house and it was last minute night before I was like, yo, we're going to go with a bunch of Q-tips. And they were like, what? And I was like, just turn your, your gym uniforms inside out and we'll get some like spider webs for our hair, like heads and feet. And we ended up winning the award and everything. It was like hilarious. Hysterical. But like, yeah, like it was like totally planned out once there was a plan. <laughs> right. So I like that. So now like when I do produce like a photo shoot for my brand, it's funny that like I was doing that at eight years, nine years old and I didn't realize it, you know, right. like getting the costumes and like making sure everybody looks the part and acts the part. And I, I was like running, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to yeah, you were, you I was were running. Yeah, you were art directing. You were art I was art directing at, you know, eight years old. And so it, I never really thought about it until we just did this um, last campaign shoot. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been doing this for 20 years. No wonder I'm so good at it. Um, but, yeah, yeah. And so I'm always, in, I'm always creative. So I wasn't necessarily doing jewelry, but I was always, like, cutting up clothes, forcing other little girls to participate in, you know, my Spice Girls dress-up things, like producing, um, always making stuff. I – in high school, I wanted to go to New York and pursue fashion design. And my dad, although he says he does not remember this, strongly <laughs> um, pushed me not to. He was very much like get a business degree and then put that towards fashion. And as annoying as that was at the time, like 
I'm so thankful for that now because ultimately you want to be able to make money. Great. They would, yeah, because right. that was the whole thing. <laughs> the, the whole thing with, I mean, just even in that conversation, because with what I do, you know, and there's like the whole struggle of making the thing that you can eventually, you know, really create a brand out of, like getting to that point right. where you've created that that thing that takes off, and that's you know the majority of the battle. But once you have that, for me, that's watercolors, and for you, that's the style that you've come up with, you right. know then once you know what to do with it, you know, the sky's the limit. And that's really where I believe some artists differentiate from others because, you know, it's very obvious with what you're doing and how you're marketing yourself and all that stuff that that's a huge part of your artwork. Like, and and in a sense, I almost consider it even more so than your craft. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, right. and that's like one of the, the, you know, policies of Warhol, like business, like the business of art and stuff, but it really is such a huge part of it. And so when I, when I noticed that in other creators, I'm obviously super impressed, you know, so that's mm-hmm. interesting that that was like the MO of your dad too, because my mom was all of that. She was like, nope. <laughs> she was like, you're going to business right. school. Well, She's, right. You have yeah. to be able to make money from it. Like it's great to it's great to have fun and be creative and design stuff and feel, um, have that feeling that I get from doing that. But if I can't make money off of it, then what am I, then it's just a hobby. It's not. Yeah. And it sits in the basement. I, I, right. Well, right. So now we're, now we're doing the whole full time thing and, uh, living the dream. All right. So you went full time this past month. So what was it that you were doing? Like found, or felt that this was the appropriate time for you to make that leap? So for me, it was like a mixture of things. I have always played it super safe, um, so like to a fault. So Saad, uh, my boyfriend, God, um, is like the complete opposite of me. He's like a super risk taker, will do anything, and so whatever. For those, those who are listening, Saad's very um, hands-on and – definitely a partner in the branding yeah. and promotion of what Rachel's doing. Like they're like kind of like the really attractive dream team, couple business power, Aww. creative people that you're like, Oh, that's so cool. It is. It's really cute to watch you guys. Like even at your events and stuff, you can see that there's a, there's an interest in both of you to see this become successful, which makes it very yeah. fun. You know, yeah. like it makes the yeah. challenge fun. So, so now yeah. that people know that he's super involved. Okay, go on. Yeah, he's super involved. So um, I had a day job for years, and that was great. Um, I'm completely self-funded. I did not want to take money from anybody else, so this is literally my baby. I made this myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been there so long that it's very comfortable. I had plenty of vacation time. I would structure my vacation time so that I could do this, like events. Um, we did New York Fashion Week last year. I like save up most, I mean, and I had a lot of vacation time. This probably isn't everybody's uh, normal schedule, but like I took off almost all of December because holiday is insane. And this business was very seasonal um, up up until like a year and a half, two years ago. Um, Side was sort of like, you know, you're not growing fast enough. Like, let's do this, 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 and this. Um, And so business just exploded. Um, Holiday nearly killed me. And then it didn't mm-hmm. really slow down. And so 
my argument for having two jobs was like, I'm going to do this as long as I can because it's great money, but it right. was no longer comfortable and it was making me crazy. And I like, I say this in a joking way, but like Sada and I like each other again. Like we get to see each other, like we eat dinner together. So it's not, yeah. there, there was, there were more negatives than positives for having that second. And I had set a goal that was like, if I'm making X amount of money um, per month, like I'm going to quit. And I blew that out of the water way before I quit. And so it was kind of like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, just jump. And so it's scary, well, but it's also yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I mean, and that was totally my plan, too. I mean, when I was working for Amscan, they were extremely supportive of mm-hmm. of my art. Like, they didn't care what I was doing on the weekends as long as I was sending them the dollars, you know, like, in sales. Right. So, you know, when that situation changed and I was outsourced again and placed with a new company because I was a top earner, you know, I was restructuring mm-hmm. a whole territory and everything for for new companies and starting all over again when my stuff was personally taking off as well, you know. So mm-hmm. it was like – it was the choice and and the fear and the risk of being like, am I going to put the effort into building up somebody else's company when I now have my own thing that maybe if I do it for myself, it'll work, you know, and kind of for lack of better terms, like having the balls and the belief to do it. I mean, it wasn't a pretty year. You had a a better situation because it didn't come as unexpected. That was my plan. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I totally relate to that because I think, a lot of people perceive artists as, you know, like you work on your stuff and, and, you know, you don't have this exterior life that may be funding it, you know? Mm -hmm. And for those of us who do do it that way and like are super professional about it, I think that's like kind of a different category of artists really, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're, you're maintaining a lot of stuff to really propel your art. Yes, and I think part of my brand, too, is a certain lifestyle, and I've become accustomed to that lifestyle. And while everything is a bit more glamorous on social media, um, I try to give a very real look at my life. And I love to travel. Like, I love to be able to do stuff. And so I also didn't want to take money from other people. And so for me, um, the safe choice, maybe I didn't need to hang in there so long, but, like, this was was my way. of making all of that happen. And I don't, I mean, I probably could have left a few months earlier. It was a little bit rough um, towards the end there, yeah. but I'm happy with it. I, this is like, this is wonderful. The whole, I do struggle with like um, creating a new schedule. Like you get used to doing something every day. I was there for like 14 years. And so you do something every day, not realizing like how a routine that becomes for half of your life. And then it's like, all right, like make a new routine. Uh, here well, we go. The cool so, thing, yeah, well, the cool thing about what you're doing, though, is that you can apply that structure that you had from your previous position and just be like, okay, now I, like, that's what I do with my art. I try to nine to five it with my mm-hmm. commercial art. And if I can paint during the day while I'm, you know, working on inventories and spreadsheets and orders and whatever, then great you know like all that stuff right. is taken care of first and then I kind of still do my creative like you know out of the box thinking in my 
what I like to call spare time. Like I always did, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's kept like a nice balance in a sense, but it does become, you know, I think one of the worst things that artists can do. And I mean, I, I can say this cause I did it myself. I had an opportunity to go full-time as an artist, you know, very early on in my career, I had it set up the whole thing and the money was there and I was young and silly and partied it away and was lazy and I would get to it later and all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it didn't happen then, you know, now at this point, you know, I'm super ready to like be mature about it. And, you know, there's been kind of like a structure, I think from the other jobs that have enabled this. So like, you know, the fact that you're maintaining that's like super cool. Right. It takes a lot of discipline and a lot of accountability, but it's, I'm happy. It's working. Well, yeah. And and obviously, you know, the reality is, is like, you're not going to make money if you don't make what you have to make. Like that's really what it comes down to. (laughs) Like if you don't get it out the the door, you don't get the money in the door. Like, you know, you can't keep waiting on that. All right, right. So let's talk about how you, amass the size this great Instagram following. So what Rachel does on her Instagram is she's always like posting um, new designs. She's working on a lot of um, glam tricks and stories about like different stuff. She's trying different outfits, places you can get them, things of that nature. And, you know, you can really see in her following, like the amount of the amount of repeat female followers and like the regularity and traffic. And I think it's, you know, pretty impressive, especially for being a brand of your size, not saying you're small, but you have like an audience that's going to be tried and true with you, I think, for a very long time. And so I want to hear how that kind of came to be for you. And if you can offer us tricks or to like what you saw worked for you to enable that. So Instagram is the most wonderful beast that has ever existed. We get probably, so Saad does more of the technical stuff, but I think it's like 80% of our sales come from Instagram. And so social is just such a powerful tool for me. And so I put a lot of effort into like researching and aesthetics. And um, I guess it comes a little bit easier for me because as an artist or creative, um, I am very visual. And so I guess I started really putting in like hard effort to Instagram probably like three years ago. And I remember like how hard it is to take like the first selfie and put it on there. But like now every time you take a selfie with an earring in, like, you know, you're going to make X amount of sales from that. Um, I Mm -hmm. sat down. It's like, for me, it was like building my own little Instagram company. So when somebody comes to Instagram, you have like two, three seconds for them to look at your page and know who you are, see your story and decide whether or not they want to follow you. And so it's very important that in every, uh, any person that comes to my page, they're going to see like the top nine blocks. And so in there, you've got a picture of me, we've got jewelry and almost like every picture. It's obviously, um, we have like a certain vibe. We use a certain color Mm -hmm. palette. And it's visually pleasing. Like, people want to see pretty things. So I can't stress enough how important it is to, like, take good pictures. Download Visco or Lightroom or some other app that's either free or, you know, $3 a month um, and put a little Mm -hmm. bit of effort into them because the return on an Instagram picture is 
insane. Now I've been lucky enough to, I obviously started this brand in Baltimore and Baltimore, small Baltimore, um, has like the most supportive group of females that you're ever going to come and males, but the most supportive people that you're ever going to come in contact with. And like, I have like ride or die followers that have become like true friends, um, Mm-hmm. that have found me on Instagram, that follow the jewelry, they come to events. And I, I think for me, um, in order to really like cultivate that following, I've, this is a personal brand. So it's not just jewelry. Like I've made a conscious decision to make myself part of the brand. And I take time to talk to people. I respond to just about every single person or at least try to, that contact me, DMs me, um, I'm, like, making an effort to, like, reach out to people and be like, hey, do you want to go get coffee? Like, I do live in Baltimore. Like, let's connect. And so right. it, is, it is pretty. It is a way that people can shop. But it's also essentially, like, a relationship tool. Um, and so I put a well, lot you're, of time you're really a into building a community. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, yeah. It's, a, it's a fashion community because when you two, um, you know, when you go to your branding events, when you go to Holy Glam, which I've been to, one, I've been to both of them, actually, and, yeah. you know, you can really see people, you know, you know, females, like, getting together, you know, over, be, and, and finding a commonality over something visual that they like, and mm-hmm. I think it's, initially the draw is, oh, I like that piece of jewelry, but then, at least for me, I know that I connected more with your work because I was watching you and I was like, yo, this Mm -hmm. girl is really cool. She's down. She's honest. You know, she's trying new things. And I felt like you were really putting yourself out there with your artwork, which is what made it so like, you know, interactive because I think, you know, the way I perceived even Holy Glam, you know, People talk to everyone, you know, no matter what you look like, what your style is. It's like you're kind of all there for one reason, but the vibe is positive, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's really neat to see that also then take place in person and online, you know. Like it's a place for almost like a forum is how I look at it more so than anything. And really that's what brought about the Holy Glam events was, you know, people shop online. Of course people want to shop in person. I never wanted people to – to come to an event and feel pressured to buy something. And I was so hesitant to do it for years. And really when we had these events, they're free. I can't stress enough. Like you don't have to buy something. That's not what it's there for. It's to bring this community together and people mm-hmm. love jewelry, but I think they love the girl boss mentality that everybody in that room has. Like everybody has a side hustle or their main hustle, or they're trying to make their side hustle, their main hustle. And it's just such a supportive group of women that are like genuinely excited that I am, I started making jewelry on my bedroom floor 10 years ago. And then like, you know, Beyonce pulled for, so it's Yeah, it's so tell us how that, that all went down. You got, yeah, you got in, you, did you send samples to Beyonce's stylist or what happened there? So <laughs> I've used, I've tried everything under the sun. And so I used, a um, publicist and showroom in New York City for about a year. Um, the quick version is I used Purvis Ross. He's amazing. And I actually interned for him in New York City probably 10 years ago now um, at another showroom. And so that came back full circle. And so mm-hmm. that's how I you love get, that, you know, yeah. stylists coming in and seeing it. So that's how you get placements in like L and people. And so 
um, I was actually at my day job and Purvis texted me and was like, oh my God, like Beyonce's stylist is here. They want this, this, and this. I only have this in the office. You need to overnight it. And I remember like being like, You're I like, need to no problem. CTO. <laughs> and like I ran home and like made two pair of earrings and overnighted it. Um, and they pulled for lemonade. I don't, it did not make the final cut of lemonade, but um, her stylist, I think was pulled a couple times. And of course, you know, you lose your mind. It's like the queen yeah. of all queens. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I left my day job and made that at my kitchen table. Uh, and now it's on set. So it's pretty cool. That was like one of yeah, the well, top five moments. Yeah. The irony is real when it goes from like your kitchen table to Beyonce's face, you know, because it's like, right. Um, all right. You know, and like, you know, that's, I remember when I got, you know, I had presented Campbell's Soup with the idea of doing the sponsorship, and then they got back in touch with me, and they were like, hey, this is what we're going to do, and, you know, we're going to do this for Warhol's birthday, and all this sort of stuff, and, you know, I come home, like, two days later, and I have all this soup on the front porch, (laughs) you know, on on the front patio of my house, and, like, you know, it's, I mean, that's, like, the Beyonce for me, and I was like, oh, my God, look at all this soup, you know, like, this crazy. so funny. And, yeah, and, like, you know, those moments are so essential, I think, for artists, like, in the motivation to keep going because it's, you know, you, you gain opportunity, but you also gain confidence. And, you know, it puts you out in a way that you're like, okay, like, you know, you never know until you try. And it takes mm-hmm. so much, you know, I think, goal to, like, just even, you know, put yourself out there to that extremity. Like, you're literally going to Queen, Queen Bay, you know, and, right. like, you know, one of the most, like, you know, visually stunning and viewed people on the planet, you know. So, like, you're literally going to number one. So, like, that takes a lot of, you know, self confidence to even put yourself in that that environment which I think is just you know so um you know cool for other artists to be able to hear like how like even if you take that step how promising it can be you know so what do you and have I think you up? oh go ahead oh go I was just gonna go say ahead. I think when when you um think about it like for me back then it's like okay if I do this part-time from my bedroom floor you know what if I can make it this far with just that little bit, like what happens when you go full time and when you dedicate your life to doing this? And so it's, it's pretty surreal. Um, yeah, a hundred percent because, you know, my, you know, my relationship with like even that experience, the first paintings and the first collages I made were the first collages I made were when I would ride the L train and the M train back and forth to my apartment in Brooklyn, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, the fact that I was doing something that was literally to pass time or to appease me as it was for you, cause it was fun. And, you know, like you really like related to it. I never expected it to end up being this, you know, I mean, of course I had like, you know, champagne dreams and I would love for it to really become something. Cause wouldn't that be amazing to do what you love to do for a living? You know, that's really the dream, but like to actually have that happen and to see it like, you know, develop is like unbelievable. And it gets pretty addicting. Don't you find like, you know, like continuing yeah. the build of your brand? Yeah. I've always, my motto has always been just never give up. Cause like, if you give up, you don't make it. If you just keep going, you make it. And so 
I find that even after like the worst low, when you're like, how can I even keep doing this? Literally within 48 hours, like the Beyonce thing happens or it's the whole so cast true. of power does like, oh my God, it's like I'm jumping jewelry. off this bridge. I'm jumping off this bridge. And then it's like, okay, maybe I'll just jump off the bridge tomorrow. And then you wake up and there's like an email that's like, no, okay, I'll save it. <laughs> yeah. Good thing I didn't jump. <laughs> Yeah, like, all right, better day. Like, yeah, it's, you know, and it really is. Like, I think that's, you know, you have to be cut from, I think, a really unique cloth to be able to live, like, the ups and downs and the unexpected of, like, creative life. Like, I think in Mm -hmm. some sick, twisted way, you have to enjoy it. Like, the fact that, you know, because, like, those lows are what make the accomplishments so over the top and, like, you know, and you, that's like when, how you really feel it. You know, if it was all super easy, it would be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us about some stuff you have going on. And I'd also like to hear things you have going on. Are you getting ready for fashion week again? So we did fashion week last year, which was the most amazing experience in my entire life, which again came about from Instagram and okay. this year I'm attending as a guest. I'm not showing because we have some other things going on next month that I have not yet publicly said that are very exciting. So stay tuned. Um, and so I'm going up to network, even if I'm not showing, it's um, like one of the most exciting yeah. things to be at. And then we have, um, I'm already like prepping for holiday season because that is here before you know it. And then we're planning the next, Holy Glam event in Baltimore, which is the week after Thanksgiving. We like to get in there quick. So if people do want to shop, they can get their statement earrings or bracelets to wear for the rest of the season. Um, and we're also okay, looking sure. at expanding, expanding Holy Glam um, into other markets, which is super exciting. And so that's a lot of work. Um, and yeah. so that really, even though it's August, I guess tomorrow or you know Saturday, it's September, but really now is like planning all of that, planning our next campaign shoot. Um, and so my mind is like already at holiday fully. Yeah. For, well, yeah, for sure. I mean, even for what I'm doing, like, you know, it's, what is it? End of August, September. Normally when I come back from Buffalo this time of year, you know, I'm in full fledged holiday mo- mode, shipping out and getting the product everywhere it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Because what people don't realize is that, you know, oftentimes a lot of the retail happens a lot sooner you know, and if you're doing, yeah. you know, you know, it's like you're kind of prepping for it all the way up until like the big day, you know. Yeah. Well, so when you make more money than, you know, the rest of the year. So it's for sure. So tell us and last but not least, I'm just kind of interested if you have any you know, favorite trends or glam tricks going on right now, because if you guys go to Rachel's Instagram, you will see, like, all the gorgeous stuff she has going on there. And I know you were doing, like, some fancy hairstyles and stuff yesterday. So do you have anything that you're, like, totally feeling right now? Yes. So, of course, I'll plug the jewelry because statement earrings, um, you know, I'm a huge believer in daytime glam. You do not have to be going to a wedding or an event to wear statement earrings. I wear them with a T-shirt and jeans and sneakers. Um, So I'm a huge lover of daytime glam. Um, also right now that's like super trendy is gold layered necklaces. Um, you'll see them everywhere. Um, and we have some really great ones, some non jewelry items. 
I, so yesterday, Sarah Goldsboro and I um, did a fun little hair tutorial. And so hair accessories are so big right now. We did, um, I think the look I posted yesterday was like a wet look, which I'm obsessed uh-huh. with. And then we did lots of like rhinestone pins, but scarves, I inherited my grandmother's scarf collection. So like silk scarves and ponytails, um, scrunchies are actually making a comeback, believe it or not. And then I'm obsessed as you'll see on Instagram with monochromatic suits, sneakers with everything, yeah. with dresses, um, which are awesome because you really are getting into the suit thing. Like, you are totally I taking am, the I girl am. boss thing to like full <laughs> you're like, yo power mini like Rachel's been rocking these power mini dress suits that I swear would have like any boardroom sweat. <laughs> Well, like, I love it because sign. I've been doing this forever, and now, like, every Kardashian is wearing, like, any, but everybody has on a monochromatic or a blazer dress, and I'm like, where'd you see that? I just wore that four months ago. Obviously, it's, like, $50 version from Nasty Gal, but I did it. You're like, yeah, we're all so doing it's it. It's my signature. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, the best thing ever when you've been rocking a look, and, like, I am a super sucker for all things varsity, like vintage varsity looking. And that's like so huge. Mm-hmm. Balmain's doing a huge varsity thing. Beyonce just launched it with her Coachella performance and stuff. But I mean, like to have that come back, I just am like wearing all my regular stuff. <laughs> I, right, right. And I have like a closet yeah. full of bright colored suits that people may love or hate, but I love them. It fits for me. It works with the brand. Um, and I'm, I pair them with sneakers because it's hard to run all over town and do meetings in skills as much as I love a good pair. Pump. Yeah. Um, it's not, not easy. easy. to be realistic. And after a while, you know, like I remember going to concerts all the time and there were like stages where I would wear my platforms throughout the, like the whole concert or the show or my stilettos. And then like I started getting smart and wearing them, half the time I'm wearing my sneakers to dance and then I'm like right. why am I even doing this I'm just wearing sneakers like I'm over this right I'm 33 now I'm tired all right Rachel thank you so much for being on the show I'm so excited to see what you have coming up and of course we'll plug all your holy glam events that are going on and if you guys want to see Rachel online Rachel give us your link so people can visit you so um, everything is just my name so Instagram is at Rachel Malheron. Um, and online is www.rachelmulheron.com. Very easy. Awesome. Okay, so everyone, you know, check out Rachel's stuff for holiday season. Also super great for springtime wedding, um, all that good stuff. And as always, great talking to you, Rachel. Thanks so much for taking time, and I wish you the best of luck with your career. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Oh, my God. My pleasure, man. All right. So, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Lions Radio Network. Sorry for the hiccups. I don't know what's going on with this, but I'm sure we'll figure <laughs> it out someday. And in the meantime, thanks for tuning in, and we'll or hear you guys and see you guys all next Thursday at noon. Talk to you then. Bye.